Now, broadcasting from deep within your stepmom's basement, it's the Echoplex Podcast. Read it to the lyrics, so let the fucking milk quench your thirst. As long as you're 
All right, everybody, welcome to The Plex. We do this show live every Sunday right here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Media. also simulcasting places. Uh, the only uh, cool place is simulcasting, actually, would be our uh, IceCast server. You can find that at eplex.xyz. That is audio only if you're out jogging, doing the dishes, or just don't want to look at me. You can support this project at echoplexmedia.com. Just click the support tab. There are multiple ways to do it. My favorite, of course, is the merch, like this fucking tinfoil hat I'm wearing. I mean, come on. Um, I'm producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder, and uh, this is this is what the people want. Police officers, they've gone insane. I don't hate the cops. And there's a person inside when the truncheon stops. I don't hate the cops. Oh, when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch if you don't stop throwing your rocks. Snap, crackle, pop is the sound of a taser. Your body drops. Don't hate the cops. Don't hate the cops, don't hate the cops Don't hate the cops Like your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops 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 Put your hands above your head And show you're not a friend I'm the fairest judge that your skin color's gone again And if you die before the sun comes up The paperwork will take forever Well, it might have worked out a little bit Before we get started with the news tonight, a word from our sponsor. Do you have trouble falling asleep because of your Adderall? Have trouble waking up because of your sleeping pills that you take because of your Adderall? Are you left in a fog from Xanax and constipated by Vicodin? If you answered yes to any of these questions, 
it's time to talk to your doctor about weed. Weed is a once daily, er, twice daily, am I right? Supplement that's been scientifically proven to treat many of the side effects that you're usually prescribed pills for. I can't tell you how many of life's little moments I missed out on because of the constipated fog I was in <laughs> after my doctor prescribed Vicodin and Xanax. My daughter's first steps, walking her down the aisle. I was done being spaced out, messed up on the toilet all the time. That's when I talked to my doctor about weed. Weed is non-habit forming, no matter what Big Pharma or your middle school dare instructor tells you. It was tough seeing my dad in pain after his accident. It was just as tough seeing him zonked out on prescription pills. He was so forgetful. But now, he won't stop remembering stuff. Do you remember that first episode of Lost? <laughs> and you were in the jungle, and you were like, what is that? And then they looked back on it, and it was a polar bear? I don't think they ever explained that. Symptoms of weed include extreme nostalgia, hunger, drowsiness, spontaneous laughter, and a newfound appreciation for the songs you already thought you liked. Hey, you guys remember Ace of Bass? That's a cool group. Oh, not so much. Symptoms of weed do not include insomnia, loss of appetite, nausea, headaches, muscle spasms, inflammation, seizures, physical dependency, or the risk of overdose. So if you're one of the 119 million Americans taking prescription drugs and suffering from these symptoms, weed might be for you. And if you're not taking prescription drugs but just want to chill the f*** out, weed might also be for you. <laughs> weed. What side effects, man? <laughs> Clearly that wasn't really our sponsor. I saw that video though, and I was like, I'm not sure where to put that. So I put it first. Everybody, are you ready to learn about the crisis at the Northern border that unfolded this week? I think you are. This is a story in like 900 parts about, well, about how stupid people are. Uh, we're going to start off with Vivek Ramaswamy. He is on Fox News uh, talking about, I guess, the crisis at the northern border for like eight and a half minutes. Thank you, sir. Let's go ahead and bring in Vivek Ramaswamy, candidate for president. I mean, sort uh, of. Sir, are you with us? Yes, I am. How are you? Thank you for taking time with us. What do you make of these early reports that this was in a, a thwarted or an attempted terror attack at the New York-Canada border. Well, look, I have been sounding the alarm bell about the northern border for a long time. <laughs> I visited the northern border. Me too, actually. Ever since I heard about Jordan Peterson, I've been sounding the alarm about that northern border too. Earlier, I'm the only presidential candidate to do it. That's Fucking the um, new frontier. Gad Sad's from up there in Canada too of the border crisis is actually going. We have a bad crisis at the northern border. More fentanyl was captured at the northern border last year than could kill three million Americans. And in fact, in New Hampshire, just last fall, there was a Brazilian ex-military man who was captured and apprehended who had killed 11 people. So this is a mounting crisis. We're ignoring it. The crisis at the southern border needs to be dealt with, but it can't cause complacency to the wide open northern border either. And I think it's sad what's happening. You know, we were going to talk to you about a lot of other uh, issues, in, including politics, but I think yeah. given the breaking news this afternoon, we better stick with this. 
Uh, there have been, and Eric Sean uh, pointed this out earlier, attempts uh, for people with terroristic intentions to come across the border. <laughs> attempts for people with terroristic intentions to come across the northern border. From Canada into the United States. One of yep. the most famous is uh, somebody who was uh, apprehended try to come across in Washington state with designs on mounting a terror attack against LAX. What we're hearing in the initial minutes after this, uh, Vivek, is that this was a vehicle that was actually on the American side headed toward Canada, according to some eyewitnesses, and we haven't heard this yet from official sources, uh, was veering to try to drive into the CBP facility there uh, on the American side of the Rainbow Bridge and then blew up at one of these customs checkpoints. Did, what does that suggest to you? Well, look, those are facts that are evolving in real time, but I want to take the lessons that we can even learn early on. Uh, none, actually. We can't learn anything early on when we don't know what the fuck just happened. That's what you can learn. You know what you can learn? You can learn. I think these people might should have learned as, as we go through this you'll figure it out uh wait and see border and i visited those cbp stations it's not nearly as serious as it is on the southern border and i think that mm -hmm. we need to take that more seriously border security goes for all security near the border not just coming from the other side but on ours as well and i do think that we have a situation where in the country right now we have a number of people by the tens of thousands who have entered this country with bad intentions i mean he's not wrong if things keep going the way they're going they're going to have to close the borders so all the americans don't leave and the ones who are looking to enter for with bad intentions aren't just coming from the southern border. They're coming from the northern border, too. 70,000 special interest aliens last year alone. And so I do what think the fuck is a special interest alien. Our homeland has not been a priority for did they, did they come here with an information packet uh, about something. They, they there's some policy they want implemented. Like, what the fuck is a special interest alien? long time frankly in either political party that needs to change now and and i hope that you know we will get more facts as the situation evolves but this is unfortunately another startling reminder of that reality a lot of uh, increased threats against the homeland during the ongoing israel hamas war unfolding we got the special warning a few days ago from the feds that there was an increased terror attack, excuse me, terror threat to large gatherings here. <coughs> well, luckily enough, nobody invites Vivek Ramaswamy to anything. Has focused a lot of attention and resources over the last couple of weeks on the Thanksgiving Day Parade that's held tomorrow in Manhattan. Are you concerned that law enforcement has been really busy chasing down the wrong leads, the wrong terror threats? I am concerned that law enforcement, unfortunately, due to the bureaucracy in the Department of Homeland Security and elsewhere, has not had their eye on the right ball. The sad fact is we're never going to know until, God forbid, something actually bad happens. But well, that's how something bad happening does, in fact, uh, work, is that you don't know um, what it's going to be until it happens. Even if you have, like, intelligence about it, you can speculate and you can maybe have a pretty good idea that something might happen, but you're never, I mean... Like, like what we watched on J6, I was pretty sure something was going to happen, but I didn't know that precisely that they were going to steal a door from the Capitol, right? Best policies of all to prevent this are better and stronger border policies. We cannot have potential terrorists, potential miscreants crossing both the southern and increasingly the northern border as well. That's been not enough of a focus. And if that can happen in Israel, which has, in many cases, stronger border security mm -hmm. than we do on October 7th, something like that 
absolutely could happen here in the United States of America. Admitting that is uncomfortable, but that's the first step to actually being alert to doing something about it. So we have to at once seal both borders, but also take into account the aliens and special interest aliens who have entered. I just don't know what the fuck a special interest alien is. Is this a new, is there, is this a new like xenophobia that I'm going to have to know about now? Because I mean, my brain's pretty fucking full if we're being honest here. Chance of actually making sure that something like that doesn't happen here. You know, we, we have no idea of what of, of what the motive was, of whether this was an attack against a border facility or whether this vehicle was destined for, for someone else. But it has had the effect on the busiest travel day of the year to close down all of the border crossings in western New York between Canada and the United States. And you can bet that a lot of people were going to be crossing those bridges in the hours ahead. But, you know, and you, you alluded to this just a little bit, but, but let me see if you've got some thoughts on this. We don't know how long the people who perpetrated this attack have been in this country. <laughs> no, just stop with we don't know. Because that's where we're at at this point in this saga. We don't know is the whole, the whole part recently come across did they come did they come into the country legally did they come across illegally and claim asylum were they some of the nearly one million gotaways who've come into this country <laughs> were they radicalized in just, this just, country just were fucking here let's just uh let's just throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks let's throw all the people all, all every identity that we don't like we're just gonna throw it at the wall i'm surprised the fucking he hasn't mentioned antifa yet at all did they come into the country that way there are so many questions yet to be answered but was the attacker woke as you point was out, it even an attacker that we have with immigration in this country you, you just did the car have a coexist sticker on it don't know who's coming in and that's the shame john is the reality is we have no handle on who's in the country or even who's continuing to come in the country on a daily basis and i think that this is a time for reorientation of our own national defense objectives i think our national defense objectives have not focused enough on above all defending the homeland itself that's going to require a cultural reorientation not only at the department of homeland security but across our national security establishment i think that we've been distracted frankly by conflicts in other parts of the world yes it's ideally you'll be able to do a lot of different things at once but the top priority i think of the next president when it comes to our national security is to defend the homeland right here at home and a big Did, oh, where else would we defend the homeland friendo First of all, is at least knowing what the status quo is, which we're badly lacking and missing today. And so that's one of the areas where I do differ from some of the others in the presidential field. That's a top priority, securing the homeland. That's the sole moral duty, actually, of the next U.S. president is to the American citizens who are already here. And we have no business prioritizing other objectives until we've really protected ourselves and our fellow Americans here at home. You know, it was just... Uh Earlier today, actually, I believe that John Kirby told reporters that there was no credible specific threat to the homeland. So despite all these sort of broad-termed federal-level warnings, they were not tracking the intelligence community here in America, was not tracking any specific thread that led them to believe a particular target uh, was in terrorists' crosshairs. <laughs> yes, again. Those, these are just all the things we don't, we didn't fucking know. Nobody knew this at the time. The only people who knew what was going on weren't around to talk about it. This holiday weekend, what are you hoping to hear from the White House moving forward through this? I'm hoping to hear the truth. I'm going to be very candid. When I hear a statement like that, I don't believe them. 
That's the hard truth. I think they may be stating it with good intentions, believing that they're telling a noble lie. That's been the consistent practice of the government. Tell a noble lie because you believe that people can't handle the truth. Well, look at the actual warnings we're seeing. Look at even the signs like the news just off the cuff, the breaking news now. It's evidence. What breaking news? The news is we don't know shit. That was the news at this point. Don't know shit. Car crashed into border checkpoint. Don't know shit heightened risk. We had 70,000 special interest alien crossings from Middle Eastern countries and otherwise just last year. Of course, the threat is heightened. And I think the government, even if with the best of intentions, the Biden administration and the John Kirby's of the world want to sort of quell fears and tell people don't worry about it. I think that actually makes the problem worse. The obligation of the government is to have yeah, a fucking uh, calm, uh, fairly, relatively calm populace in a relatively safe country. That actually makes the problem worse the people the truth be transparent we can handle the truth and i think that's actually going to put us in the best position to prevent god forbid a kind of catastrophe that this country and israel much more recently has suffered in our past i don't want to see that happen in this country but i'd like the government to be candid with us that's the best we can ask for and that's how i would lead if i'm elected all right vivek ramaswamy thank you so much for spending time with us we appreciate it what we need to do is scare the living fuck out of everyone just scare the living fuck out of everyone at every moment. That way, the country will be safe. I know I feel safe around a bunch of people who are scared as fuck for no apparent reason. I, I, I feel like, especially, especially in, a, in a heavily armed society, we should just all be really scared. Just give everybody a bunch of guns and scare the shit out of them every day. What could possibly go wrong? And uh, here we got more. Uh, from Fox. Still uh, no information available, but, um, you know, that doesn't really, I mean, why, why should that stop you from blaming someone? To your initial reaction to this reporting. Well, this brings me back to some of my earliest days um, in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, in back in, I was there back in 2007, and VBEDs, uh, which may essentially this is what it was, which is a, a vehicle IED. Uh, at least is what we're reporting. A vehicle IED. <laughs> now, now everybody. Again, they're showing the same map. This is probably like an hour after the last thing we watched. Now there was a fucking bomb laden with. And that is something that was a hallmark in both Iraq and Afghanistan, especially in the height. A, a homemade bomb. There. And, and it's still going on. It's still widely used. Just a few months ago, there was about 30 people <clears throat> killed in, in Afghanistan and a mm -hmm. provincial governor killed. You guys remember reporting on that as well. So this is a hallmark of, of terrorist groups. We saw both Sunni and Shia terrorist groups using this. <laughs> Iraq. So, of course, in Iraq, we had Al-Qaeda in Iraq and then later mm -hmm. ISIS that we use these tactics. But don't forget that Iran also fund trains and equips Shia groups who use these tactics as well. So, of course, um, we've seen we've seen VBIDs at the World Trade Center in 1993. Right. We yeah. saw it at the Murrah Building in Oklahoma City uh, after. And they are desperate for this to be yeah, terrorism. I wonder who would be behind this and, and what is the motive? The fact that this was perpetrated, apparently against a border patrol or customs and border protection facility. They're horny for this to be terrorism. <laughs> These fucking idiots. I can't, I just can't imagine. I just can't imagine the fucking lack of journalistic integrity it takes to sit there and just fucking, just fucking free associate about what might've happened at a border crossing. 
<laughs> just like, I don't know, just say anything. It'll be fine. Fill the airtime. Scare the fuck out of people. Here's more. Here we go. Source. <laughs> NY explosion. An attempted terror attack. Source is probably just the fucking last video we watched. It's the source is literally just the last clip we watched, right? Crashed and then exploded. Now, we told you earlier that there was an explosion because there were explosives inside the car. And now authorities are apparently walking <laughs> that back just a little bit, saying it's unclear if there was. Oh, I don't think it was the authorities who said there was explosives in the car, friendo. I think it was people on your own network explosives or how many explosives and so you can see as as the fog clears zero is a number on this air and they're kind of getting a better idea uh, of what's <laughs> happening so is there a potential that this thing was going at such a high rate of speed that it was going toward the bridge that might possibly it had maybe few explosives or no explosives and still created this explosive <laughs> a few explosives or no explosives yes, here's my concern <laughs> oh i fucking love this shit this is the this is the shit i'm here for uh here we go <laughs> this it just kept going it just did not stop it can't stop it won't stop this is also from fox news um <laughs> they're just like just trying, just trying. They're like trying to will into existence through the sheer power of their fucking dysfunctional brains that this was a fucking Hamas or a fucking like Islamic Jihad or whatever fucking group they want it to be. They're just trying to will that shit into existence. Here's more. Also in the driver's seat, obviously, they were trying to cross from the U.S. into Canada, and they were trying to avoid, avoid rather, border patrol agents, according to the source who just got this update. According to the source who? According to the sources, are we maybe talking about the, the is the source the video we played just 10 seconds ago? Started going at a high rate of speed and crossed over the median to try and get away from the border patrol agents. The car went up into flames because it crashed at such a high rate of speed, so much so that the bomb techs, who have lots of experience, thought that this was an explosive, that the car, I was told, had explosives in it, several explosives. I, I'm not. Which bomb techs? Nah, dude. Nah, dude. You're trying to. Come on, man. Bomb tech, I bet the bomb techs uh, hang out at the hipster coffee shop. Now they're backing that up, saying that it was the way that the car landed that caused such an explosion. But the bomb tech said they've never seen an explosion like that with a vehicle. So that's why at this point, they're still trying to figure this all out and replaying that video you're looking at. They've all gone. <laughs> Which I don't. The bomb techs, if the people, if there were like explosive experts there, they weren't like, OK, first thing we got to do is talk to Fox fucking news. I just don't think that's the case. If you could imagine, there's more. This just goes forever. This podcast is going to be a hundred years long. Here's the next one. There we go. Now it's FBI investigating explosion at New York Canada border. 
Notice how the temperature's just dropping a little bit on the Chiron as we move through the timeline here. Up, oh, everybody, this is live, and Twitter is a trash fire of a website. Let's see here. Let's see if this will uh, see if we can get this to play. That that wasn't great. Live video, everyone. <laughs> Hold on, I can try something else here. <laughs> here we go. Which sources tell me were all steps that would follow what they believed was a terror attack. Authorities checked all cars near that airport, too, looking into the trunks and the back seats of the car. The driver and the passenger in that vehicle, both dead. Hearing, though, that this was a stolen car that had left from maybe a nearby casino and was trying to travel from the U.S. through Canada. <laughs> You're hearing from who? Who did you hear that from? Officials by driving up onto a median at high speed and crashed. So there were a like. Who did you hear the car? Like it just keeps. Like, my God, just fucking wait. Just fucking wait. <laughs> All right. Up next. Well, if you could imagine. There was actually a, there's actually no indication that this was a terror attack, but this is according to Fox News. I don't know where they heard that from because we didn't hear that on any of their other broadcasts. And I feels like seems like that's where they were getting all their information from. <laughs> and that's just Twitter. I mean, they make they make a hell of a website over there at Twitter. News alert here, New York Governor Kathy Hochul holding a news conference and saying there was no indication of a terror attack in the car explosion at the U.S.-Canada border. We are going to monitor that. And coming up, liberal leaders think they know what's best when it comes to fighting so-called misinformation. <laughs> the fucking, just the fucking, the nerve. The nerve. After the day that Fox News was having on this particular story, just the fucking nerve. Oh, other people think they know how to combat misinformation. You spent the whole, your network spent the whole day fucking doing fanfic about the fucking uh, car crashing into the border. All right, here we go. It just, it just keeps going. Oh, here's from CNN, actually. This, this is going to be, this will be great. This is uh, CNN. Uh, this is a uh, liberal CNN spreading uh, misinformation. Well, investigators have been going backwards through the day of the person they believe to be the driver of that car. And what they see is a 56-year-old man from the area. He lives in a very upscale um, island and uh, that's not far away, who had intended to go to the KISS concert, which was canceled, then changed his plans um, to a casino where he spent some time, and then leaves the casino and then drives at a high rate of speed along this road in Niagara Falls, hits the divider, goes airborne, as the governor said, and lands in an explosion. Uh, authorities believe he was in the car with his wife. This was a Bentley two-door Excelsior uh, X. Uh, this is a car that uh, goes for about $300,000 new. Um, so it does not, as Matt Miragula from the FBI indicated, the special agent in charge in Buffalo, um, who runs the Joint Terrorism Task Force up there, does not have any of the earmarks of terrorism. It looks much more, as they have been able to go backwards through it, like a terrible accident. The question is how 
and why, um, and they're still looking at that, but they don't believe there's any criminal or terrorist nexus here. <laughs> it's, it is. Somebody in chat just said, this is a sad story. This is a sad story. Like, also, like, this is not, like, Fox. Oh, here's Fox. <laughs> here's more from Fox. Um, Fox is not going to be pleased, actually. This is like a, an like a older, 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 rich American uh, person. There's not. I'm not going to like that too much, I don't think. Um, we don't, you know, we don't know anything about the, uh, the driver or the passenger, and I'm certainly not terribly interested in looking into them myself, because like the last video said, this is just a terrible accident, it seems like. Uh, here's, here's more from Fox, though. Thanksgiving as well. And what happened at the border today sent chills through most Americans. It was scary. I mean, if they were watching Fox News, yeah, they were freaked out, friendo. They were at, they were freaking the fuck out. People didn't know if it was a terrorist attack. We didn't know exactly what was happening or what the motive was. It made us ask ourselves, could it have been related to the open border policies of the administration? Was it simply an accident? We don't know, but it caused us all to think. Congressman Dan. Yeah, it could be anything. We we just it could have been anything. If you if you were um if you worked at a at a legitimate news organization, that would have been what you would have said. You you would have been like, well, we don't we don't know yet. This is a developing story, um, and uh, officials are investigating. And uh, here they are uh, trying to blame uh, Joe Biden actually for their own inaccurate reporting. Um, and I, reporting is even the wrong word right there. I'm going to call it fanfic. This is like a car accident fanfic that we, uh, that we had watched a little bit ago. Here they are. They're going to bl blame the, the president for this because it's the president goes around and forces uh, news outlets to just get things wrong. That's just the president's job. Means that our borders need to be secure. We shouldn't be living in fear, but that's what the cluelessness in DC is forcing us to do. It's having dire consequences. <laughs> Start this over. I give again the nerve. Oh, you made me do it. Means that our borders need to be secure. We shouldn't be living in fear, but that's what the cluelessness in DC is forcing us to do. It's having dire consequences on the safety of our nation and the psyche of the average American. But at the bare minimum, we need to know who's... Oh, wait, I think the that. psyche of the average American, if they were watching your network's coverage of this as right after the event happened, I think the psyche of them was damaged greatly by your network because you told them lies and, well, maybe not lies, uh, made up stories about what happened. You just made it up country why are they here where are they going what are they doing these are not difficult questions if you have the political will to actually ask them but unfortunately the leaders of today including secretary mayorkas they aren't willing to do it because they don't have the political will to actually shut down the border but this is a well-to-do american couple and this is just an act i think not just an accident it's a fucking pretty significant accident i mean it shut down the border crossing but this this has nothing to do with nobody was immigrating anywhere <clears throat> through uh through authorized or unauthorized channels. This is just a person going to Canada. Don't worry. America's uh, mayor, uh, Rudy Giuliani, actually um has some thoughts on this. We'll get to the bottom of this eventually, everybody. So the the right thing was done here to assume 
uh, probably a terrorist or possibly a terrorist attack and to approach it from that point of view. What does that mean? That means checking all of your sources, checking international sources, checking national sources, going through every database, uh, putting the country on alert. Uh, didn't necessarily have to close every airport. It wasn't at that level. Uh, remember, remember nine eleven. That's that. That's that's amazing. Well, it wasn't wasn't wrong to assume it was a terrorist attack. It was just incorrect. There's you know there's a big difference between uh, wrong and incorrect. Everybody. And Rudy's here to make sure you remember that. And as is often the case in in an event like this, where it happened in you know a locality, you should probably get your information from uh, local news sources. Here is from uh, WKBW, a local news source <clears throat> in New York, and uh, if you could imagine. They did, a, they did something called reporting. I think you might have heard of it. A scary day in western New York now winding down. Good evening to you, everybody. I'm Michael Wooten. Tonight, two people are confirmed killed. A Customs and Border Protection officer was slightly injured after a fiery crash at the border in Niagara Falls. Multiple sources tell 7 News tonight that the two people who were killed in the crash were from Grand Island, a couple. Investigators are not releasing any information about their identities. At this point, all points of entry except the Rainbow Bridge have reopened to traffic. The case is now being turned over to the Niagara Falls Police Department to be handled as a traffic investigation. We begin our crash live from Niagara Falls. Michael, good evening. Now, as you can see behind me, that scene is very much active. But one thing's for something was weird on their audio. They fucked something up there. Sure is that Western New Yorkers can go to bed with a little bit of ease tonight after learning that that incident that happened at the Rainbow Bridge was not a terroristic threat. Now, both state and federal officials calling that deadly car explosion a terrible accident in both press conferences this evening. Yo, oh my God, they all right? A vehicle driving at a high rate of speed before crashing into a median on Niagara Street, then going airborne. The frightening situation happening at 1130 Wednesday morning. You can see the car then slams into a U.S. Customs booth and bursts into flames. When the vehicle went airborne, it was down by this signal. It hit something uh, like a concrete thing that goes on an angle and then it went up. It was up in the air and it started to turn sideways and then it went in. At that point, I was just praying that it didn't hit any of the Border Patrol officers. We, we left home around 6 in the morning, getting back at 8.30. Uh, we kept hanging around the Canadian side of the border, just hoping that they would clear everything up and open. But it didn't look like it was going to happen tonight. So uh, we decided to take a taxi to get back home. I just got home. And Governor Kathy Hochul calling that video surreal. And it happens on the busiest travel day of the year. So naturally... In a time of heightened alert, everyone's spring into action. The two people in the car have died. And tonight we've learned that the U.S. Customs and Border Protection officer who was hurt suffered minor injuries and has been treated and released from the hospital. People can lower their heightened sensitivities to this knowing that we do not believe this was a terrorist event. I was initially at the Lewis and Queenston Bridge where cars there were clustered, waiting for that bridge to reopen. This explosion caused all four Western New York bridges into Canada to close until the initial investigation was completed, causing some Thanksgiving travelers to be stranded on the American side for around four hours. You 
you drive from? From Queens, New York, Forest Hills. Yeah. Wow. I was going to leave at 5.30 this morning. I was up and ready, but it was really pouring rain. So I waited till about 6.45 when the rain stopped. Um, darn it. I should have got it at 5.30. Yeah. <laughs> Look at her all being a safe driver. Now, just before 10 tonight, the FBI, Buffalo's FBI field office tweeting this statement that you see on your screen saying that it hasn't finished its investigation and found no traces of explosive materials or links to a terrorism nexus. Now, they have turned over this investigation to Niagara Falls Police Department. We're live at the Rainbow Bridge in Niagara Falls. Fevin Castahoon, 7 News. Fevin, thank you. Well, that was that story, everybody. <laughs> Again. Something like that happens, check out the local news in the area. Uh, TV or print, you're generally going to get the straight dope from them. Not They know the area, they have people on the ground in the area, and they have an incentive to get things right because they don't... If, they are, if they're always getting things wrong, nobody will watch them, and then their local news station will go out of business. Local news is in enough trouble as it is, so... Now we're going to move on. Here we go, we got the... Did you know that the former guy, former president, poll numbers go up when he uh, lies, when he says something untrue, but it's not for any sort of weird sort of like MAGA cult reason. It's just because people don't trust the mainstream media. So it's like this guy's poll numbers go up, I guess, when he uh, lies. That seems normal. Cassie, the New York Times says uh, something I found fascinating, that Democrats, and I would absolutely add the media, um, <laughs> that they, for years, for three years, wanted Trump to be off TV, wanted to virtually ignore him. Biden called him the former guy and all that. And then now they want to give him more airtime. They want the rallies covered live because they think somehow that helps Joe Biden. Yeah, but at their own risk, right? They think Joe Biden, they can do another campaign from the basement because they know cleanup on aisle five that happens every time. Joe the campaign that they're talking about from the basement, I don't even know if he was in his basement, but it happened like during the most people had like uh, it was it happened during the stay at home time. Biden starts stalking. So That's a, a liability. Gaffes. president. A gaffe. Uh, but meantime, we know what happens when Donald Trump makes perceived gaffes or when he says these phrases that then the media goes ballistic about. His poll numbers go up. And there's a reason. Because people don't trust the media. People distrust Democrats who are telling the media what they should cover. We saw that just this last week with Donald Trump's, uh, what was it, the Univision um, interview. Too soft. And so oh, wait a minute, you said when Trump makes perceived gaffes. So how could the media not cover that? In other mm -hmm. words, sometimes it is his own words. <laughs> Even the Fox host is like, well, some, sometimes it's just like the things he says. That guy's been on Fox for a long time. If he hadn't been on Fox for a long time, um, you know, maybe. Maybe he'd get fired for, for that kind of insubordination. Up next, we got Marjorie the Gathering. She's going to, she's on Fox News and she's going to talk about her uh, failed impeachment attempt. I don't know uh, uh, failed impeachment attempt number what, but failed impeachment attempt. Yeah. Uh, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, you brought a bill to the floor to try to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas partly because. Oh, oh, I'm, I got the wrong person. Sorry. I'm a, there's so much, so much bullshit going on over there. I just fucking, I lose track. Christopher Olivares, uh, all of these people coming into the border. Why are they allowing this? And what happened with your bill? 
Well, eight Republicans joined with the Democrats, Maria, to kill the articles of impeachment I brought to the floor against Secretary Mayorkas, and it's absolutely outrageous. I serve on the Homeland Committee. We have had hearing after hearing, listening to parents cry over their children murdered by fentanyl. I mean, we are wondering how many American, how many dead American bodies are going to have to pile up before Republicans in Congress get serious about impeaching Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. And the lieutenant here has told everyone the numbers and the statistics. Our danger is in, our country is in severe danger of having a terrorist attack right on our homeland as Americans are killed daily by the cartels flooding our country with illegal aliens. But Americans called and called. They flooded those congressmen's office with phone calls demanding impeachment of Mayorkas. And Maria, I will bring my articles of impeachment back to the floor after we get back from the Thanksgiving break. And this time, the Republicans in Congress better deliver different results. Mayor- or what, Marge? Or what? What are you going to do? Marcus must be impeached and the invasion must stop. Okay, so you're going to try again after Thanksgiving. But Congresswoman, do you have any sense of why eight Republicans stopped you? I thought the GOP was all in agreement that the wide open border is a massive national security threat. We are in agreement. My articles of impeachment against Mayorkas have been sitting in committee on a shelf collecting dust. Four of the eight Republicans that voted with Democrats serve on the Judiciary Committee. And that showed that they aren't really for impeachment like they say they are. They were claiming they wanted the committee process, but they're not bringing the committee process when the articles of impeachment are sitting there not moving through committee. Uh, Three of the other eight Republicans were chairmen um, on, on powerful committees. And this is a failure. And this is what voters need to understand, that we need Republicans in Congress that are willing to hold people accountable, not just talk talk the tough talk on TV and, and have five minute hearings and write strongly worded letters. We have the lieutenant and his men are on the front lines every day. We have uh, people that are murdered working for America, trying to defend our country from border patrol to ICE to, to law enforcement. And Americans are suffering this and we're on the verge of having a terrorist attack on our own soil. Maria, we have to hold Mayorkas accountable. He must be impeached and we have to continue to go after the Biden administration for this failure to protect our country. So it'll go down in the Senate. Here's what's going on, I think, if I had to speculate. <clears throat> the the Congress people she showed, uh, a lot of them, if you notice, they were in like Col- Colorado, California, and I'm betting those Congress people are in like lean R or lean D uh, districts <clears throat> where there's only a couple points, basically, um, that separates the, the, like the party registration or maybe the uh, last election results. So they... We're like, well, since this is going to get shot down, shot down in the Senate anyway, we we don't need to vote for this because it's just going to expose us uh, from the from our left. Somebody can be like, you wait, you know, it's the the talking point. It's easy. Even a more moderate Republican could be like, you wasted your time on something that just wasn't going to happen. And that's all that's going on here. It was a stupid bill. It wasn't going to pass. It wasn't going to go through the Senate. So there was like almost no point in uh, voting for it. Up next, we got the war on Thanksgiving. Everybody, we got the war on Thanksgiving. Uh, The first one on my docket 
<clears throat> is entitled My Turkey Costs $90 Because I'm a Fucking Idiot. I think that's a good good thing for me to call this clip. Here we go. I mean, we went to go buy a turkey today. It was $90 for a turkey. The price of stamps is up 32% in the last four years. Wait, the price of stamps went up, is up. Th Friend, how much is a stamp? But it's all a choice by Joe Biden. That is what Bidenomics is. I mean, <laughs> Yo, you, you can get a turkey so cheap. Like so cheap. I don't know where the fuck this guy's shopping. But you get a turkey hella cheap. Nobody paid $90. For, except for this guy. He's just dumb and paid $90 for his turkey. He went to like a dumbass emporium or something. <clears throat> Did you know that liberals, Democrats, liberals, whatever, hate pies? It's so funny that people, they saw that, uh, on, on, you know, her, her tweet, they saw her stove, they rightly heckled and mocked her and made fun of her and ridiculed her. And then all of the Democrats get freaked out and went on uh, and, and jumped online and said, oh, no, wait a minute. They don't want to take away the gas stoves. That's misinformation. No, they do want to take away the gas stoves. And in fact, they are taking away the gas why? stoves. Why? Why do you think they the want to do it? places where they control things is that is that why why do you why do they want to ban gas stoves i think because they hate us they hate humans <laughs> they hate joyfulness they hate pies they hate good food they hate they want us all to be miserable they want us to suffer but they want you to get a fucking air fryer because when we're not suffering, when if, if we're if we're not suffering, we are uh, in, in uh, you know we're making things, we're creating things, we're joyful, we're doing wonderful things. Everybody's happy, and that drives them crazy because they're all miserable. They want all of America to be as miserable and unhappy and unloved as they are, and we're just not going to go along with it. So nobody's being forced to replace their existing stoves. I believe in California. I don't know if it's enacted yet, uh, but if it's not yet, it's soon that uh, <clears throat> new new residential properties will be have to be set up for electric appliances, not gas. That's it. That's all. Just a regulation on new buildings. That's it. Everybody, did you know that the Macy's Day Parade is woke indoctrination? The war on Thanksgiving is over, thankfully, but, um, you know, I guess my condolences to the families of everybody who suffered. The annual parade will be um, an indoctrination, essentially exposing tens of millions of viewers at home to the liberal LGBTQ agenda. Um, is what they're upset about? The <laughs> turn, look at Ronald McDonald. Ronald's woke. Ronald looks gay in that too, everybody. Look at him. He, look at him. he was, looks a little gay to me. Uh, identifying actor who is partaking in a song from the play and Juliet. I believe they're walking in the parade. There are two musicals that are being featured in the Macy's parade. Oh no. Musicals. Musicals are gay. There's queer people. It's fucking amazing. Oh, don't worry. I got more whining uh, about the war on Thanksgiving. This is um, just, I think this is just Fox News just whining about 
people not all liking Thanksgiving. Probably hell mad at me that I don't like stuffing. Appreciate it. So millions of Americans ready to gather with loved ones, but the left's woke war on Thanksgiving rages on. A new op-ed in the liberal outlet, The Nation, calls for it to be renamed, oh, wait for it, Truths Giving. An excerpt, the sanitized version of Thanksgiving, neglects to mention the violence, land theft, and subsequent decimation of indigenous populations. I do not think we need to end Thanksgiving, but we do need to decolonize it. Critics are firing back. An op-ed in the Conservative National Review reading Why progressive activists no hate Thanksgiving? <laughs> Fucking amazing. Side, the progressive tribe seems to be inclined to listen doesn't seem to bother the admonishers. There is satisfaction enough in making dramatic display of their bottomless capacity for joylessness. The activist left has found a leisure activity they enjoy, trying to deprive the rest of us of a good time. Oh, that's what I was doing all week. That's why I was so tired last night when we did Catterday. It wasn't because I was chasing down some other crazy fucking story. It was just that I was busy ruining everybody's Thanksgiving. I hope you were too. Abby Hornacek, Fox Nation host, joins me now. This is just so ridiculous. Uh, a truth giving. First of all, you don't want truth at my Thanksgiving Day table. I already am way too honest as it is. So I, I, I tell you right now, I bet you anything my family members would be like, absolutely no. Uh, what truth giving? What does that even mean? Like it's ridiculous. That. Like that's the most depressing conversation to have at our Thanksgiving meal. Let's give thanks for what we do have. Yeah, you know, Julie, I think people are so quick to cancel things because they want to be seen as the <laughs> arbiters of truth. But the reality is, is you can address our nation's history, which is sometimes ugly, while also acknowledging the good things that come out of the way that we celebrate Thanksgiving today. Actually, that's the right take. I can't believe this lady just, I mean, she's that's probably for the wrong reason. But the right take is you can, like, understand what happened. You can understand the origins of Thanksgiving and still get together with your family and have a feast and drink and have, have a that good evening or afternoon with the people you could do you do both she accidentally stumbled on the fucking right thing here i don't i don't know i don't know maybe she'll get fired for it the way that it brings families together who might only see each other once a year uniting grandparents and grandkids actually causing us to sit back and reflect on the things we're grateful for which is something we really need in today's society but julie if i may say one other thing i was curious about this and the origins of thanksgiving and i had a gentleman on my podcast um, to talk about it, and his yeah. name's Kenneth Cohen. He's a curator of the Smithsonian Museum of American History. And he said that basically the way um, Thanksgiving was celebrated back then is not kind of really what, what we see it as now. Um, and I know we don't have a lot of time. Oh shit, maybe it already got decolonized. Thanksgiving, the concept of it is celebrated by cultures around the world. Um, um, you know, it wasn't just us. So according to the Smithsonian, uh, we've actually already won the war on Thanksgiving because we changed it from its original um, whatever. So congratulations. Uh, I think the war on Thanksgiving hasn't even been going that long, and we, uh, we already won. So that's good. Because there was a war on Thanksgiving this week, the war on Christmas really, they kind of had to take a hiatus, right? We couldn't have a war on Thanksgiving while having a war on Christmas. So kind of had to have a week off. But, but don't worry about this. Representative Mike Gallagher is uh, here to talk about satanic Christmas trees. Leader. No doubt about that. But right, I want to come back closer to home. I want to go to your home district because the National Railroad Museum of Wisconsin in uh, your hometown of Green Bay, uh, 
for the seasonal Christmas tree display, they've allowed the satanic temple tree, the satanic temple tree to be shown um, for the Christmas display. What's happening in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and what's the community's response to a satanic Christmas tree? Uh, I bet no one cares. Uh, in your community. Well, thus far, the Railroads Museum's response has been insufficient. When parents and concerned citizens have contacted the Railroad Museum, they've said, well, this is a, an educational opportunity for kids, which is completely ridiculous, right? I think it's impossible to overstate how offensive this is. Wait, that's, that's the right take, too. This could be an educational um, opportunity for kids, especially if this Railroad Museum is uh, government-run. I don't know if it is. It might be private, but it might be, gov it might be a government-run museum. And this could be, an, even if you are against the idea of Satanism, you could explain to your kids that here in the United States, people have freedom of religion, and so we try to be inclusive. I think that would be an opportunity uh, for education. But also, like, I like that the train museum just basically is telling these people, like, go away. <laughs> oh, you're not calling about a train? Bye! Uh, to Christians, it would be in quite, you know, a little sense, the same thing as waving a Hamas flag inside of a synagogue. I mean, wait, what the train? Wait, no, this is a train museum. No, no, no. This is absolutely not. This is a train. This is this is not a place of worship. This is a train museum. Choo choo, motherfucker. Just absolutely crazy that we would allow this uh, to happen. Uh, and the really shame of it is, uh, Sean, every year the National Railroad Museum does something very interesting and cool and fun for kids, which is they do a big screening of Polar Express and you're surrounded by all the trains and it's a cool, fun thing to take your kids to. But now I just, I, I wouldn't take my kids to it now. Well, good. That's great for everyone else, actually. Fuck you. I feel sorry for your kids, though them to be surrounded by uh, satanic trees the local reporting has been insufficient so the whole thing is absurd and i would say one final thing conservatives are often accused of launching a culture war or focus <laughs> yes yes yeah yeah sometimes fixating on cultural issues but here is a perfect example of how that's not what's happening what's happening <laughs> is we're just trying to defend basic traditions or defend our children in the midst of these basic traditions from the encroachment of woke ideology or offensive upside down cultural propaganda and so i mean the tree's not upside down the whole thing is a shame i thought that northeast wisconsin was at least immune to something that you might see As in new york I. or california but we need to be vigilant as parents well who would have thought that a museum would say this is an educational opportunity for children <laughs> they did that to piss you off it is outrageous hopefully uh more attention will be brought to this and more parents uh express outrage congressman mike gallagher always a pleasure <laughs> so, all they did was like let they like hey a bunch of groups are uh, welcome to put up a tree here the satanic temple is like can we put up a tree they're like yeah of course you can put up a tree and then they fucking made a red tree and put little ornaments with pentagrams on it. i don't know fucking well, like who cares I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know, maybe I should, I would, I don't know, maybe I would go to the train museum. Polar Express is, the movie's kind of mid, but I'm not a child, so maybe it's not for me. But I like how that guy's like, oh, we're uh, always accused of waging a culture war. And then uh, he was waging a culture war. Great. That's been our uh, reporting on the war on Christmas this week. Now, um, well, Nikki Haley sure has her finger on the pulse of the youth. Check this out. 
This is a truth that needs to be told to the American people, no matter what age they are. I think the younger generation is smart. I think they will understand this when we explain it to them. And yes, we're on social media, too. We put videos out there. We're doing all those things, but we're doing on platforms that we know that we can trust. And TikTok's mm-hmm. one we don't trust. But at the we're good. Don't go on TikTok. Fuck off. She's like, oh, the youths are all on TikTok. Uh, we're going to reach them via Facebook. And on platforms we can trust, like, you know, uh, Twitter. So it's not often that we have a praise for the like the Biden people, but this right here, this actually, this is actually pretty good here. Um, credit where credit's due because it's, you know, not a, maybe not apex trolling, but it's, it's, you know, a pretty like, like seven out of 10 trolling, not quite five out of seven, seven out of 10 need to come together decency well maybe joe should tell that to his campaign because they posted this a guide for liberals to help them respond to crazy maga nonsense at their family's thanksgiving dinner table <laughs> all the guy does is bash trump spread lies about how great the economy is under biden and try to create a bigger divide between democrats and republicans how's that for rancor But that's really the Biden plan. Misrepresent your record, attack conservatives. It's lazy. He ran on. (laughs) That's funny. And and honestly, I think the campaign like did that because they knew it would get on Fox news. Right. Like uh, that's, that's why I'd do something like that. A little bit of trolling, a little bit of trolling is pretty good. Up next, we got uh, Laura Ingram. She's going back to her roots here. Back to the roots. She's going to do uh, some great replacement shit because, of course, she is. Victor, when you when you see again the the it looks like a slow movement back toward cherishing the nation state, individual countries like their individual cultures with changes along the way. Obviously, culture changes, but there's something that's happening. You feel it in Europe as well as well with the mass. Uh, influx of mostly Islamic refugees changing the entire makeup of countries like Sweden and Germany, France, uh, and so forth. Uh, that's That hasn't worked. It's clearly a disaster, a multicultural disaster. And how much of that no, it's is not. playing into this economic populist resurgence? Quite a lot. I think October 7th was kind of the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. When people in Europe and the United States especially saw all of these immigrants that had come to this generous country and they repaid our magnanimity with disdain. Wait, Uh, this guy is just all over the place. He's he's talking about like fucking three different things at once as if they're all the same thing. I mean, it's not sustainable for an immigrant to get on a pole and tear down a flag on Veterans Day of the host. And then when you see these students- Well, no, I mean, that's vandalism. If the flag belongs to somebody, it's their property. They chant from the river to the sea and they get violent and they, they, they're anti-Semitic, they chase Jews. You want to say to them, you're arrogant, and, but you're also ignorant. You don't know any of the facts of the Middle East. You've come out of these universities very full of yourself, but you've had no knowledge, no analytics, no history. And I think people are saying, I've lost confidence in the Ivy League. I've lost confidence in the idea of these elite universities. I've lost confidence in these credential diplomats and bureaucrats that come out of these universities. They're the fuck knowing anything. Completely out of touch with common sense. And especially with the immigration issue, the idea that people come over here to flee tyranny 
and dictatorship and misogyny and they come over here and then they start to cheer it on from a safe distance in what? this uh, embryo of the United States. I don't think it, I think it really got people angry both here and in Europe. What? So <laughs> I said that guy was just all over the place, just absolutely all over the place. It was, it wasn't coherent. It didn't make sense on its own terms. That happens sometimes when people are just, they've, they're so fucking full of hate of hate for like people that are different than them that they can't even keep their fucking their fucking xenophobic story straight and that guy just couldn't keep his xenophobic story straight he hit all the talking points he just kind of hit them all in the wrong order and turned kind of turned it into one giant talking point anyway here's a, a clip from uh press the meat meet the press whatever um here's uh mike turner he is a republican from ohio and he's uh, going to defend the uh, January 6th insurgents. Maybe he knows where the door is. Ask you quickly about the newly uh, elected Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. He just made the decision to release, and he started the process, 40,000 hours of footage from January 6th. The Capitol Police have expressed real concerns that that could jeopardize the security of the Capitol. Do you think it was responsible to release all of the footage from January 6th? I think it's important for Americans to know the truth. This has been fraught with an, an unbelievable amount of misinformation and untruths. And I think- I, I agree. Like this, you know, when you see the footage yourself, it's gonna give you an understanding of what was there um, and what occurred that day. Because we're, we're currently only, um, you know, depending upon really partisan descriptions of what happens, now the American people can see. Well, and speaking of which, some of your Republican colleagues have cherry-picked some of the images to, frankly, further some conspiracy theories. Do you, are you comfortable with that? I think it's been cherry-picked by both sides. I mean, certainly the January 6th Commission well, let me itself, ask you about your colleagues. Let me ask you about view. your Republican colleagues in the wake of this footage being released. Are you comfortable with, for example, Marjorie Taylor Greene posting, suggesting that this was an inside job by the Capitol Police? She removed the tweet, of course, but does that make you You'll uncomfortable? You'll have to talk to Marjorie Taylor Greene about that, but what I will say is I think it's... No, no, but she was asking if you're comfortable with it. She's not going to ask Marjorie Taylor Greene if you're comfortable with something, dude. Taken this step because now people can see the truth. Congressman Turner, thank you so thank much. Thank you for having me. So that's a lot of footage. I don't think I I don't have time to look through all the like did you hear the number of hours? Was it forty thousand hours of footage or something? Is that right? Like who nobody's gonna look through all of that. I mean it's good that it was released and journalists can look through it and whatnot. I actually don't have a problem with the release of it. Um because you're what else are you going to do? It's uh, it should be a matter of public record, but it's just weird that they frame it as a gotcha. So up next, we're going to talk about the Georgia case uh, against um, Donald Trump and his associates. This is a uh, Harrison Floyd had a hearing regarding uh, having his bond um, revoked and uh, well, he got his. He didn't get his bond revoked, but the hearing sure was interesting. Here's a here's a clip of it. Why did you hire this company to do threat assessment on your two clients? Is that something you do for every client you have? No. Why did you find it necessary to do for this particular client? Well, just the 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 level of threats since all of this began for uh, Ruby and Shay have been quite high. She's been listed on death lists. Um, she's been told that she needs to leave her house by the FBI. So we just need to keep an eye on what's out there, whether there are any spikes or flashes, 
and the threat level. So this company has been retained to do that. And in fact, the threat levels at one point prior to this matter were so high, she had to relocate from her home. Absolutely. Um, and that was on the recommendation of the FBI. Yes, it was. Um, prior to the state contacting you, were uh, you made aware of some comments by a defendant in this case on social media? Yes, I was. Um, what defendant were you aware of making comments as it related to your client, Ms. Freeman, prior to the state ever contacting you? Mr. Harrison Floyd. How is it that you became aware that Ms. F Mr. Floyd, the defendant in this matter, uh, was making comments about your client? Well, a, a couple of uh, my co-counsel uh, informed me uh, that there were some comments being made and that we needed to huddle together and have a, um, uh, a session to assess what was going on and to determine whether there were anything, any measures that needed to be taken uh, by us or by Ms. Freeman and Ms. Moss. To keep them safe. To keep them safe, absolutely. And in fact, as a result of these comments made by Mr. Floyd in relationship to this matter, um, did you call what you referred to to me as a spike? Yes. Can you educate the court as you educated me as to what a spike is and why that may cause you some concern as well as the other team that represents her? Sure. So a spike is simply a time at which online activity regarding Ms. Freeman and her name is mentioned uh, at a particular time. And you can tie spikes in this report to actual posts and, and things of that nature. So uh, I believe this is the report that tied um, a particular spike in act online activity to uh, the tweets from Mr. Floyd. Uh, and traditionally, as these things go in this case and with Ms. Freeman, this is the beginning of potential threats. So that got our attention. We were very concerned about that. And we, we wanted to make sure we addressed it appropriately. And so I don't want you to get into security precautions sure. you took, but were, in fact, some precautions taken as a result of this? Yes. And this guy wasn't uh, <clears throat> didn't have his uh, bond revoked. Um, you know, he would post something maybe vague, maybe specific about uh, these witnesses in this case. And then online activity would increase and they would be under uh, threat. People would be threatening them, essentially. And, uh, you know, it's not really that hard to tie together. But they didn't revoke the fucking, they didn't revoke the, the, the bond, which is pretty crazy, if you ask me. It is what it is. I don't think anything's going to happen to any of these fucking people, honestly. Nothing's going to happen to any of these fucking people. This is America. So. Now, we've got not one, not two, but three, maybe four palate cleansers, because, you know, it is what it is. It's been a, it's, it's been a, it's been a ride so far. Here's, here's one, two actually, with kitties. This kitty is watching, well, you'll see. <laughs> so, <clears throat> that kitty's learning to make bread. And we talk about kitties uh, needing bread all the time, but that kitty's actually learning, watching a cooking video. Good kitty. Good kitty. Up next, we got this cat's a snitch. Watch this. This cat is straight snitching on the dog. 
So it looks like the, the owners of these pets had set up uh, some kind of uh, video camera. And uh, Doggo was over there chewing on the remote and watch, watch what Kitty does. <laughs> Kitty fronted the dog off for trying to chew on the remote. Bad kitty. Don't snitch on your, don't snitch on the dog. Bad kitty. Stop snitching, kitty. Up next, we got the goodest of good old boys, actually. This guy is like the goodest boy, the goodest old boy. And uh, this video also has goats, which we love around here. So here's a video of the goodest good old boy and his goats. All taking turns to get hugs from the goodest good old boy. So I thought that was cute. Thanks to Ali Drew in the Discord for getting I hear from the chat. One of the one of the goats even cut in line and got two hugs. That's even cuter. That's even fucking cuter. So you remember Black Friday used to be a day? Then maybe it started to become a week. Now I think it's gonna be fucking three months or two two months or something. It's gonna go all the way through Christmas. And uh here is what your inbox might look like as a result. Hey, did you see we're having a sale? We're having a sale. It starts Friday, but technically, it starts now! Sale, sale, sale. Come sail away, come sail away with me. Sale. You bought from us one time eight years ago. Now we're gonna email you every day till you die. A sale like this only happens every seven hours. We have sizes nobody wears to sizes people barely wear. And they're all on sale. Only 50 hours to take advantage. 42 more hours. 41 and a half more hours. Yeah, I, I just like to go ahead and unsubscribe from your email list. Oh yeah, buddy. We're sorry to see you go. Psych. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. We've decided to extend the sale for a few short eight more days. 30% off, 50% off, 85% off. You think this is a game? Brands you never heard of that will surely be broken in transit. We could have been giving you these prices this whole time, but we just chose not to. Door buster! It's Cyber Monday and we've got more new deals. Whoa, hold on FDR, you've got more new deals? Why couldn't you just give me those earlier? Well, new things have come to light, man. Use promo code, we're coming to your house in the middle of the night if you don't buy something. <laughs> uh, that guy's pretty funny, I like him. His videos have always been pretty funny. I don't run them a lot because there's like not much for me to say about them, right? But the other video is pretty funny. Now, everybody knows that pizza delivery is one of the most uh, dangerous jobs in America, but I don't think people really know the gravity of the situation, because this, this might happen when you try to deliver a pizza here in America. I believe in God,
<laughs> Told you. I'm fucking dangerous delivering pizzas these days. Am I getting indoctrinated? Up next. Oh, God. So sometimes we uh, run a thing called Fire by Night on um, on Thursdays. Well, not sometimes. Every Thursday we actually run an episode of Fire by Night. We kind of make fun of the uh, religious music. But uh, this shit right here is next level. I think this wouldn't have actually passed muster to get on Fire by Night if uh, it was submitted. Oh, stand therefore with your loins girt about with truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness And your feet shod with the preparation of The gospel of peace The gospel of peace Above all Taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. <laughs> and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is witches. What? The word of God. <laughs> no. no. Just no. Just don't do that. I don't, I'm not big on the Star Spangled Banner either, but at least the Star Spangled Banner makes some fucking sense. Um, up next, and this is our last story actually on the podcast portion of the show. So I think this week we'll go ahead and give out the uh, member show for free to people. So I'll talk a little bit more about that when I close out the show. I just decided that right now. Fucking magnanimous of me. It's Matt Walsh talking about the societal impact of smoking cigarettes. Okay. Let me note a few things here. Um, First of all, the whole argument that weed is a plant, so it's okay to consume, is ridiculous. But that's not the argument. Opium is a plant. Lot well, it's pretty... Never mind. Lots of things are plants, but they're not supposed to be consumed. Like, just because it grows naturally doesn't mean you're automatically supposed to eat it, much less light it on fire and smoke it. Um, so it's a, there, there are a lot of poisonous organically grown plants out there that you, you should not put in your body or on your body. Uh, so that alone does not, well, God made it. God made it. So, you, so, so therefore automatically you can set it on fire and inhale. What has he been arguing with like 15 year olds about why weed should be legal? Like, come on, Matt. And it's a good idea. <laughs> what kind of a, what kind of a uh, thought process is that second related to that? It was, it was claimed that cigarettes are so much worse than weed, but tobacco is also a plant. Alcohol, okay? Alcohol comes from, um, depending on what kind of alcohol you're talking about, but uh, let's say whiskey, for example. There are the plants and grains uh, you know, that, what kind of, never mind. that are used to make the alcohol. So, And besides, say whatever you want about, say, cigarettes. Two things cannot be denied. One... Tobacco helped build this country. 
Okay, we would not Ooh, have yikes, big yikes there. A, 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 yo, dude, you're getting uh-oh. Not a tobacco plant. This country doesn't exist. So it has been crucial, central to this country from its foundation. The same cannot be said for marijuana. Uh, tobacco is as American as apple pie. It is. Oh, why not just put some of it in your apple pie then? I like it, but it is. Second, I would much, much rather live in a society filled with people who are uh, on nicotine over people who are stoned. Nicotine makes you more alert, more productive. <laughs> Weed does not have that effect, okay? <laughs> like back when everyone smoked cigarettes everywhere, you go back to like the 40s, everyone smoking cigarettes. Every, everywhere you go, just everything smells like cigarettes. And back then we were a highly productive country. We have never been more productive. This back when we were building skyscrapers and winning world wars and, and going to the moon and stuff. I'm not saying all that happened because of cigarettes. I'm, I'm just saying that what the fuck? societally, the effects of cigarettes are actually pretty positive and same is not true of weed. Okay, you, you, like, does anyone really want to deny that? You take a, take a city, have everyone smoke cigarettes. They're all, they're, they're all uh, dosing themselves with nicotine. Have another city, everyone's stoned. Which city do you think, which one would you rather live in? Like, which one the second one. be more productive? Well, fuck it. Just give them both. Actually, like, if they're both legal, then people can decide if they want to smoke one, the other, neither. Obviously, like, there's dumb, there's like a lot of dumb shit that people say about weed. I'm not going to lie. There's like people who talk about it like it's a fucking health food or something. Weed's not a health food. Inhaling smoke is not good for you. But it's... If you smoke weed, it's just not going to be as detrimental to your lung health as being a regular cigarette smoker. It's just not. You're, it's just not going to be the case. Like this is just, this is just it's the way it is, baby. Anyway, that was uh, the docket part of the show. Um, this will be given out as a freebie. You just go to Patreon.com/slash/Echoplex tomorrow at some point and uh, get the whole show for free. Uh, we usually don't do this, but nah, the show was a little short this week, and uh, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff in the post game that I think a lot of people would like. If you're watching, listening live, whatever, just hang out. We're not really going anywhere. I'm just uh, going to take a quick break. Going to change the color of the lights in this room, change the uh, contents of my beverage, and I'll uh, be back with red light. Uh, this is uh, Boomers by Periscope. Say you're blind.